podcast. All right, welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. I'm Alia. And I'm Ellie. And we are queer Arabs. Well, one and a half Arabs. So I'm half Saudi and I'm lesbian. And I am Lebanese and bi and trans. Yes, so quite a collect. We are a diverse pair of people. <laughs> Basically, we got most of the alphabet soup here. Yeah, I feel like we've checked off a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, this is our second episode and we are super excited we are we're making progress on uh getting our website done and all kinds of cool stuff oh by the time you guys hear this the website will be up you will have downloaded this episode and this entire discussion is kind of a little moot that's true Just a but time. now you have a sense of kind of when we're recording this yes so Just... if we share any outdated news or whatever that's why yeah so uh, Ellie, how was your week? Ah, uh, pretty good. Probably yeah. the most interesting discussion I had was with somebody about staying private on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, they raged out at, because of a workplace thing, and one of the, their coworkers who they had friended stabbed them in the back towards their boss, which led to a discussion. It's like, how can we, since you know, since we have to worry about our family. Right. Sometimes finding us, and sometimes we have to keep two different Facebooks up, you know. Or at least, like, not share every every personal piece of information uh, on our Facebook. Yeah, and especially with a lot of jobs, at least in my sector, like tech. Yeah. Uh, asking for social media logins, it's kind of a thing Ooh. to have more than one Facebook. Like, you've got they the... for that? Like, employers ask for that? I know uh, firms are more into that just because reasons. Yeah. Uh, but some tech firms are too because, especially smaller ones, that uh. are public-facing. <sighs> Unsettling. So, uh... I mean, it's nice they give you a heads up, I guess, but... Yeah. They ask for the logins, or they just ask for the page? They ask for the logins. Wow. So uh, they will yeah. ask for your login information, like password too? Username and password to What? As a part of the... I'm really upset by this. So, anyway, uh, eventually the discussion turned to this one book I read a long time ago called The Smart, Girl Girl- the Smart Girl's Guide to Privacy, which is done by Starch Press. Uh, and basically, it's a pretty good book. It's cheap. It's also got online version. You know, go Google it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, talks about you know setting up your Facebook profiles private, creating a separate um, public Facebook file if you have a fairly oh, okay. unique name. Yeah. Uh, you know, abbreviate it or use a nickname. Don't use a full name. Don't list your jobs. Don't list your high yeah. schools. Don't list where you were born. You know. Uh, on that note, just just to. Just to kind of let you all know, we we are going to keep some separation between our personal identities and lives and this podcast just for like safety and all that fun stuff. Yeah, because queer Arabs seem to be the fun crowd with, you know, yes. the thought was and all that. And I mean, like, generally listeners will be trustworthy, like the demographic of listeners that we're going to get, but you know. still like... Be careful. Because of our families and stuff, we're just kind of keeping this on the DL as far as, uh, I mean, not totally on the DL. We're obviously putting ourselves out there. But I mean, like, we're keeping our uh, personal social media and stuff 
separate from uh, the podcast social media, and it's, you know, you know, just kind of a privacy measure, safety measure that we're taking. So, yay. So, for that reason, we're not going to share our last names, but like we said, we're Alia and Ellie. We are here in Texas, and we're queer, and we're super excited to be uh, making this podcast because we have not, neither of us has ever encountered a podcast quite in that niche. So, yeah. we're excited. And, yeah. So, that was my week. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else interesting happen or... Good, and bad, whatever. Not in the queer sphere. Just it's been a quiet week in the queer sphere. It's been obviously a terrible week for a certain country that starts with S. And oh, Syria. Syria. Um, yeah. The Middle East is weird as usual. Yeah. And <sighs> we'll get to Syria in a little bit. That's, I mean, that's a pretty mandatory topic. We can't like. We need to keep talking about it. Well, and that in Palestine, but that's just kind of like... We know how that sound, song and dance goes at this point. Yeah, but, I mean, we'll still talk about it in future episodes. Yep. Palestine. Um, so, as for my week, it's been good. i uh, just been working and hanging out with the cats a lot. I saw a pre. I got to go to a pre-screening last night of A Wrinkle in Time. It was so beautiful, so stunning, and I have nothing to say, nothing critical to say about it. And I'm not a very critical person, like unless I'm put it, it unless I'm put up to a task where I have to be critical, like like in college when I wrote reviews on movies, where you're kind of forced to be critical, but. Even if I were a critical person, I would have a very hard time finding anything to criticize about A Wrinkle in Time. Like, I'm a fan of Sia, and there's a Sia song in it, so that's a bonus. And, um, and also, I mean, okay, like, it could have used maybe some more original music, but that, that's like, you know. Always a complaint. I, I think I think it was really well done. The person uh, I went with did remark, though, that she wished there was more uh, care taken into the soundtrack, mm. which I kind of understand because, like, other than the Sia song and a song at the credits, I I actually don't remember what the rest of the soundtrack was. So I guess that speaks to, to uh, any way. queer or Arab themes in this thing. No. I mean, aside from the general, you know, plot points. No, I mean, one thing that, I mean, one thing that you could, one point that you could connect to being a queer Arab is the, just like the book, the message is, is clear. It's be yourself. Don't be ashamed of who you are. And so that's always a good reminder. And, and I really liked it because it, it, um, makes you remember that you have you still will always have your inner child oh it's a very positive message so uh, by the time this drops like many people will have already seen it but I won't give any spoilers aside from it's great 
Go and see it's it. Stunning. I I need you to come with me, Ellie. I I want to see it again in theaters, and that's a very rare thing to go at least for me to go see the same movie twice in theaters. So I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm really excited about the cast. They couldn't have picked a better cast in my opinion. So, yay. What? No, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was Civil Rights Act protects gay workers. Basically they found that the 1960 for Civil Rights Act, mm -hmm. which does not explicitly cover sexual orientation, does protect uh, gender, or mm -hmm. sorry, it protects sex. And basically, they've held supreme. The Supreme Court has basically held that discrimination on the basis of sex is wrong, obviously. Yeah. And that sexual orientation is basically connected enough to sex to count. Exactly. So, which is kind of weird because the Justice Department, Trump's Justice Department, and is basically urging was basically urging the court to say yeah it's totally cool to fire gay people for being gay yeah <sighs> all right well it's a small bright spot in a interesting yep. time and so the civil rights act so now we have civil rights act plus constitution covering you know race sex national origin which covers sexual orientation so boom protected sort of if I'll you have the money it. to go to court if you have the, yeah uh i guess we take what we can get how okay. sad is that so uh what else what else do we want to talk about syria syria all right you knew this was coming yeah um well just a bit of background most hopefully most people know know the background but just to give a brief 101 um in march 2011 almost half a million or sorry since march 2011 almost half a million syrians have been killed by the massacres there and about half of syria's population has since been forced from their homes like just take a moment to think about that half of the population has been forced from their homes um so, and, so you've, and there's two classes of this. There's internally displaced and refugees. Yes. So, so some are internally displaced, either at refugee camps or in different parts of Syria, uh, in places that are not their homes or outside of the country, people who were able to get out. And yeah. Eastern Ghouta is an area that's been a focus of the Syrian regime. And Where is that? Isn't that the suburb in Damascus? Yeah, it's like a suburban area outside of Damascus. Um, and so President Bashar al-Assad and his forces have been focusing on that region and you you all may have been seeing it and following that on the news as of late and as of as of um, March 5th of this year so just a couple days ago a 46 truck convoy carrying humanitarian aid entered Eastern Ghouta through a government-controlled checkpoint for the first time in nearly a month. But crucial medical supplies were confiscated by the Syrian military. And um, the food made it, which included 5,500 food and flower bags, which was enough for over 27,000 people. But on... But the bad thing is that 70% of medical supplies were taken by the Syrian military. 
Yeah, why waste perfectly good medical supplies on civilians? On people, on the people who need it, right? Yep. Uh, one of the scarier aspects that's, you know, not humanitarian crisis related, however, uh, the United States military is also out in Syria, uh, basically doing the ISIS cleanup. However, since ISIS, um, since their team up with the Kurds, mm -hmm. correct me if I screw this up, uh, basically they're at odds with Turkey, which is our own ally. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the Syrian army, which is also supported by the Russians. So mm -hmm. this is basically meaning Russian and U.S. forces are going to clash or have clashed. Yeah. So, fun times. Never ends well. But, <sighs> but, but all those Cold Warrior types from the 80s are probably getting a huge Russia boner right now. Ugh. Tell me about it. Um, so, everyone, just a reminder that you should be following what's going on in Syria. I mean, it's it's constant. It's reality. It is on our planet. It's a crisis, and it needs to be talked about even more than it is. Um, I've seen mostly my friends who are Syrian uh, talk about it on social media or, you know, regular life. And we really, like, non-Syrians need to really, really be paying attention, more attention to this. And ways that you can do that, that we all can do that, is there are some really simple ways. Um, follow the Guta, G-H-O-U-T-A, Facebook page. You'll get live updates from people within Guta or people who are in communication with people in Guta. And... Um, there's a website, uh, I believe, Guta, yeah, it's not .org, it's .com. Guta, G-H-O-U-T-A dot com. And you'll get all the information that you need about what's going on. Well, all the basic information that you need about um, ways to help, what is happening minute by minute. There are, there, there are interviews done of people who are living through this. And, you know, you can read, you can read through you know, people speaking for themselves there and saying exactly what's going on. Uh, by the way, uh, if you want to really get like in the, in the mess of this, uh, just go on Twitter and start looking at the Gouda tweets. You know, yes. recently got, undergone a massive upgrade and it'll actually give you some pretty good translations. Yeah. Arabic is not your language, like certain terrible Arabs right here. Yes, we are terrible. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, Twitter is another good resource. Um, it's what, it's, you know... Keep in mind, it is super depressing and super, uh, super real. So, if you're not in the right headspace for it, you might want to stay away. Yeah, but that said, people shouldn't be ignoring it. I get what you're saying, though. I, I understand, like, we can't you know, we can't be 24-7 immersed in this, even though people there are being immersed in this and what's going on. So I, I understand, though, what you mean. People need to, people need a balance. People need to not be ignoring what's going on, but also, you know, take care of their own mental health. I understand that. And the... And if you stay informed, do at least try and call your senators and congressmen. Uh, if you have, you know, wonderful, wonderful people like Ted Cruz and 
Greg Abbott and no, not Greg Abbott. What was his name? Ted Cruz and Cor- Cornyn. oh, John Cornyn. Uh, as your senators, uh, yell at them anyway. It's cathartic. As you know, I cannot take a political stance for reasons on air, but I can. But Ellie can, and I'm super happy about that because she can say all the stuff. So. <sighs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, there are reasons in my professional life that um, I am not able to take a clear. Well, I cannot speak about specifically. Do we just want to say? <laughs> well, let's just say, hey, can't talk hatchack, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Hatch Act allows my me to express myself, but. There are limits. There are limits. Anyway, I mean, thankfully we have Ellie. Ellie is not held under any restrictions. So, um, all right. So another thing I wanted to talk about, and Ellie's going to talk. Ellie's going to do a similar thing on an upcoming episode. But I want to give a kind of 101 Saudi Arabia 101 because you have a half Saudi here, me, and then you have Ellie, who's Lebanese. Um, So Ellie will talk about Lebanon on an upcoming episode, but basics of Saudi Arabia. Just want to give a little history, kind of how the country is run, etc. So Saudi Arabia 101. So the state formation as we know it today started there in 1744 and most of the physical area has al- has almost always been controlled by tribes like in a tribal fashion so you have the you've always have like the tribal sheikhs the ones the ones kind of unofficially governing a local area so that's kind of how it still runs in a way um, for localized, very, very localized um, quote elections and that kind of stuff. Like you do have the sheikhs kind of leading uh, specific communities within Saudi Arabia. However, however, nationally um, it is still controlled by the descendants of the Saud, the um, Al-Sad family. So Al means the, so I don't want to say the Al-Sad. So anyway, the Saudi royal family, Al-Sad, emerged in a central area of Arabia and over the next 150 years, Al-Sad's territory expanded. And then in 1902 and over the next 25 years, Al-Sad leader Abdulaziz conquered the region through a series of wars. In the 1930s, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia was established. So when you hear KSA, it means Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, that dates back to just the 30s. It's not, so it's not a, not a very old uh, country as we know it today, specifically. However, uh, dating back to 1744, it pretty much had the same structure that, you know, it has now. Uh, I mean, very similar. Um, So Abdulaziz died in 1953 and until then Abdulaziz 
ruled Saudi Arabia as a monarch. As a monarch, so it's oh, it's been a monarchy. Uh, it it still is an absolute monarchy. Six of his male descendants have ruled the kingdom in succession. So we have Saud after him, and then we have Faisal, Khalid, Fahd, um, Abdullah, and Salman. So the current uh, Salman, current is Salman. So basically, the word Saudi, which comes from Al Saud means the country in a sense belongs to the Saudi royal family so um, and then tribal identity has always been something of importance in society in Saudi Arabia and anyone's influence on the royal family strongly depends on one's tribal affiliation so yeah tribes are very much a thing and tribal sheikhs kind of have charge like they have control of the various events that are localized and national um, sorry, <coughs> localized and, yeah, and in part national if specific sheikhs have a influence, some kind of influence on the royal family or close ties. And uh, so Saudi Arabia as we know it today is a sovereign state in Western Asia and it spans the majority of the A Arabian Peninsula and it is the fifth largest state in Asia, and it's the second largest in the Middle East after Algeria. So, um, and most of the country consists of desert and mountains, and on one coast you have the Red Sea, and the other coast uh, the Persian Gulf Coast. And specifically, uh, let's touch on homosexuality in Saudi Arabia. That's always a fun topic. Um, homosexuali homosexuality is outlawed, as I'm sure every listener listening knows, and punishments can include lashings or even the death penalty. And one recent incident in January of this year was a viral video that went up of two men walking next to each other while confetti was showering them, and there was music, and like it looked like a wedding. Like if you see the video, you can look it up. On, you can Google it. Um, it. The video looks just like a wedding. And so, anyway, one of the men is wearing something that appears to be like a wedding veil. So, it was pretty clear this was supposed to either be a wedding or like a mock wedding. And there's controversy on that. Uh, this occurred near Mecca. And then police in, uh, police in Saudi Arabia announced that they arrested those involved in the wedding. So not just the two people getting like in getting married or mock getting married. So it was like anyone who was there. And so they were all arrested. And then after a guy, it, that happened after a guy that was nearby saw it and reported it. And so anyway, um, some people believe that this was done as a parody and others say that it was legitimately a wedding. So no one really knows right now. Um, they're, from the last I read, they're still waiting for like uh, some kind of conviction or ruling on you know what's gonna happen, what the punishment's gonna be. So yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. And it's, you know, it's a risk. It's always a risk to come out as a Saudi. So that's that. And Ellie, you want to do your Lebanon spiel next time? Like a Lebanon 101? Or yes, should we do it now? 
No. Yeah. We'll do it next time. We need. Yeah. We gotta have more episodes, otherwise we're gonna run out of stuff to talk about. That's true. Let's, <laughs> let's save this. I mean, we can only talk about like how shitty the Middle East is to queer people <laughs> so often. So much. Okay. That's um, fair. But yeah, um, beating a dead horse in one episode is not necessary. The deadest of horses. The deadest of horses. Uh, I just used an idiom. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so we're gonna do this sort of thing as a sort of running thing. Talk about your Middle Eastern country, and if yeah. any of y'all want to do it, we could record you over Skype or Discord or whatnot, mm -hmm. and. You know, we might even stick you on a show. No guarantees of show times. No guarantees that we're ever that we're gonna, you know, use it. But if it's cool, but yeah, we'll, we'll probably use it. But yeah, feel free at any time if you wanna like record a soundbite, like an MP3, and email it to us. We might include it on our show. So something like maybe like a 101 on, um, like you said, like Ellie said, on a Middle Eastern country or anything else, any other topic that you kind of want to discuss. So we invite participation from our listeners because I think it would be really cool to have as many voices on air as possible. Yep. So, all right. And quick other note about the Middle East, like some latest news, uh, kind of, kind of a silly thing, but... I mean, it's silly, but it's also like, what? It's like a head-scratcher. Um, <clears throat> so as you all might have read, back, I think it was November, um, Lebanon's Prime Minister Hariri went to Saudi Arabia and like wasn't able to leave for a while, and then he left and wouldn't really talk about what happened, what had happened. It's all kind of weird and shady. I don't, I don't, like... I don't know any more than that. So that's and all that seemed to be talked about on the news was just like how vague Hariri was after he left about like what had kept him in Saudi Arabia for that long. So everyone was like, yay, he, you know, he's out. He got out. He went back. Well, where did he go from there? I forget. He didn't go back to Lebanon, did he? Uh, or did no. he go, didn't he go somewhere else? I can't remember. Why am I blanking? I forget what he did after, but there was some, there was a lot of controversy of like, you know, why was he there so long? Why was he not able to leave when he wanted to? And anyway, so, um, <clears throat> so basically he leaves Saudi Arabia, you know, after not being able to leave, leaves, comes back, yeah, so he announces back. his re resignation. Yes. The, and then takes a selfie with, like, the crown prince. Yeah, so he went back to Saudi Arabia recently, like, very recently, and there's a selfie all over the internet with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, so Salman, crown prince Salman, and his brother uh, Khalid, Salman's brother Khalid, in a selfie with Lebanon's prime minister Hariri, and they're all smiling and stuff, so... I don't know. You wouldn't be true... Middle Easterners without gossiping about the Middle East and selfies once in a while. Yep. Like, oh my god, there's a selfie. That's pretty good gossip. So, who knows what's going on? No one knows. Except maybe, like, two people. 
I don't even know who knows what's going on. That's how shady and vague this whole thing is. All right, Ellie, give me three nouns. I'm going to ask you questions based on those nouns. Hmm. A little get to know you. You're going to go with candy, pipe, and petal. All right. What's your favorite candy? Oh, tough one. I'd say it's either vodka-soaked gummy bears. Yes, I'm such an adult. Heck yeah. Or those peach rings. They are so tasty. Ooh, those peach rings. Yes. And let's see. Have you ever smoked a pipe? No. I, I can't even stand hookah. Yeah, that's fair. Suffering. So a pipe would be taking it to another level. What was the last one? Pedal. Pedal. Okay. As in pedal with a D or with a T? As in flowers. Oh, okay. If you had flower petals showered on you, what kind of flowers would you want? African violets. Ooh, fancy. Because they're, because well, I wouldn't want just the petals. I would want the leaves because they'd be the so those cute little fuzzy leaves. I feel really mm -hmm. good. So you would want a petal leaf combo, fuzzy leaf combo action. Yes. Oh, I like that you want to be showered with fuzzy things. That's why we have cats. True. They're not really good at showering us with themselves, though. That they shed enough. That's true. They do shower us with their hair. And we love them. One of our cats is extremely, like, she has, like, a, just a naturally oily coat. And I've even asked the vet about this. And the vet was just like, some cats have that. And so we, once in a while, have to give her a bath just to get her, like, nice and clean and fluffy again. And she always acts so, like, like she's being murdered every time. But then afterwards, she's super, super happy. And she, like, runs around and uh, she just, like, gets more purry for the week or so after being uh, bathed. And so, and, yeah, no, it's not, like, it's not a matter of what she's eating, apparently, that, because usually, I would have thought, like, what she's eating would uh, affect her coat, but the vet, the vet was just like, don't worry, you know. Just give her a bath sometimes. Poor little girl. <laughs> so, and, um, oh, I'll give you, you my three nouns. Shell, whisker, and shark. So, what's your favorite beach this year? Mm, my favorite beach. This year? Well, not this year, but you know. Or just in general. What's your favorite beach? Um, one that I went to that I really enjoyed was Belize. It's um, it's just absolutely stunning, and the coral reef off of Belize, like right off of um, some of the islands of Belize, are ranked number two in the world after the Great Barrier Reef. So, and the beach itself is absolutely stunning. Cool. Um, okay. Would you, would you ever cut your cat's whiskers? Never. No, because they can feel that. I mean, like, it's not just a... I know it's not cosmetic. They use it to figure out whether or not... It's cosmetic. Yeah. It's, they use it to figure out whether their body can fit through a thing. Yeah. 
but then our cat would run that into would even more walls. Well, I don't know if it would hurt them or it'd just be really uncomfortable. But either it, it way, would be I weird. would never do that. I would never do that. What was the last one? Um, um shark. Shark. Um, hmm. What's your favorite shark? Animal or not? Definitely not a lone shark. But I would go with a... I like nurse sharks. They are pretty harmless. Pretty small. They're, you can you can swim with them without... Like, we, we saw nurse sharks when we were snorkeling in Belize. And they'll leave you alone. My cute. favorite shark is a civil rights plaintiff's lawyer. <laughs> well played. Well played. You didn't even have to think of that. You didn't even have to like plan that one out. Well, these are, this is supposed to be the spontaneous section. True. I mean, our, our outline literally says noun game. <laughs> Between yeah, I mean, like I the last topic... And like our next topic, it just says noun game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we kind of try to have a little bit of an idea of what we're going to talk about. So having a written out outline kind of helps. But noun game, that's all, that's all we need. So Ellie, did you hear about the, the upcoming Netflix show called Jin? No. I'll tell you all about it. Oh, God. So... Okay, first, can you explain to the listeners what a djinn is? It's basically an intelligent spirit, you know. Uh, yeah. It's lower than, like, in the order of angels and spirits, it is basically low-tier intelligent spirit, can do the appear as human or animal, yeah. and do human possession, so you get all sorts of fun stories with them. They yeah. have been, uh, like, Romanite, uh, they have been basically translated into English as genies. Yeah, so very Anglicized in Aladdin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and such. Yeah, and they show up all over the place. Uh, my favorite use of them would have to be the Final Fantasy uh, de Jin, or Jin. Uh, oh, Final Fantasy has one? Uh, yeah, basically it's a summonable, summonable, cool. summoned fire elemental type, usually. Uh, wow, I had no idea. And I guess my I other favorite appearance would be so. uh, uh, Abdul Muhammad's uh, stand, which looks like a jinn, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. What is that? Uh, that was that anime we were just watching. Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. I, w I was kind of like doing other stuff. Full confession, internet. I'm trying to get her into JoJo references. Uh, I'm... I'll maybe get there eventually. I love you. Are you hoping that it'll like just enter my brain subliminally because it's playing in the background, even though I'm doing other stuff? No comment. It might. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Netflix series. You know. Um. So yeah. Uh. So now, now that we or Ellie gave a brief background on what a jinn is. By the way, it is. It, it does show up in within Islam and outside of Islam. So folklore, the jinn, yeah. Um, and jinns can be terrifying. Like, 
they the stories about jinns that are told to even children like in the madrasa and stuff can be really terrifying but it's kind of i don't know it's kind of fun to think about i think and netflix has announced like uh, i think about a week ago netflix announced that its first arabic original series from the middle east called jinn is going to come out so it was written and directed by arab stars and it's set to debut in 2019 and it's across the world great so, we can talk about this for the rest of the year yeah we see we have a podcast topic to go to every single every single week for the rest of 2018 and then once it comes on we'll have that every single time and no. by the time we'll be like famous <laughs> enough to like interview them or something oh my god yeah totally maybe we'll have more than two listeners by then we might have four hi moms <laughs> so yeah it's gonna be filmed in jordan later this year and it is a young adult fantasy adventure and it's by lebanese director mirjan i hope i'm saying this right you might be able to help me ellie mirjan Bukhaya. Chaya? how would you read that probably like that uh I, I tried to make it kind of Frenchy, like that's the appropriate mindset. That's the appropriate mindset to approach <laughs> and, anything Lebanese. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about or how to pronounce that, but and neither does Ellie. So yay! Yay! <laughs> okay, I feel better. And Jordanian screenwriter Basil Randour. Oh, Randour. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. So butchering so yeah, names. Director. Director Mirjan Bouhaya and Jordanian screenwriter Basil Gandor. So, and it'll have six episodes. So yay! And yeah, it's about it's about teenagers. I don't know specifically like what the premise will be, except that it's going to involve a group of teenagers. I think they are possessed by jinns, but I could be wrong. So this remember. sounds like we're either going right back to JoJo's Bizarre Ex Adventure where, <laughs> or we're going uh, full Stranger Things. Ooh. Arab Stranger but Things. But Arab Stranger Things. That's sweet. <sighs> I'm, okay. I'm down with an Arab Stranger Things. I want more Stranger Things-esque things. Full disclosure, this is rampant speculation. Yeah, no we, don't, we have no idea what we're talking about, except that Jin is about to be a thing next year. Next year, we don't know anything else about it. Except about to be released, and it's in Arabic. And minimum nine months from now. Yeah, we could have a and baby we could have by a then. Baby by then. Every listener on the show will be. No, never mind. Nine months gonna, older. I was going to say every listener on the show would be nine months older, and then it sounded too dumb to say out loud, but I just said it. Anyway. I said it for you. Thank you. <laughs> I will take all the faults State here. the obvious. State the obvious. You will all be nine months older by the time it comes out. I minimum. Don't know. Well, minimum. And this is why she's the smart one. Yeah. So. That, that's sarcasm, by the way. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I love even. you, darling. Love you, too. No, but on my part, it's definitely sarcasm. Ellie's a very smart cookie. So anyway, so the word jinn has the primary meaning of to hide or to conceal. So, and no one knows the exact origin of the word, but um, but the meaning is to hide or conceal. So that 
can mean like gins are all around. It, that's what it means. It's like gins can be anywhere, like even possessing a human that you're inter interacting with or lurking invisibly around you. So. So, fun stuff. So, do you have any gin experiences I need to know about? Mm. Okay. Really? I'm okay, just hear me out. So like there was this one night in college and I was so I was in my dorm. It's on the first floor. Right my bed was right next to a window. Mhm. Mm and I was sleeping. Uh -huh. And all of a sudden I heard a loud like a really really loud static noise like within my head and it woke me up. I opened my eyes and there I saw like I I'm not kidding I, I it might have been a lucid dream type thing or not a lucid dream yeah a lucid dream where I knew like it wasn't really happening I knew that like I was having some weird sleep thing but I opened my eyes and right next to on the side of my bed was this big like shadowy figure and the static was so overwhelming like I can't like, I was so terrified, and I closed my eyes, and the static continued, and I kept my eyes closed because I was so terrified to open them again and see what was next to the bed. So that's, like, the only experience I've had where I'm, like, I felt like something insanely negative and scary was present, and anyway, was it a gin? Let's say it was, because that's fun. And on topic. It was scary. It was really scary. I'll never forget that. And I know there's something called... Um, uh, the word is escaping me. What's the word for... like? This, it's like a sleep disorder where... Night terrors? No. No. <laughs> that was a night terror, probably. No, but there's a... Oh, this is going to bother me. We're like... You have really, really intense dreams where you know that it's happening and you feel it physically. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? No. A lot of people suffer from it. It can get we really- We can just edit this part out. Let's not. We gotta keep it real. Uh, we don't know everything. We're just we're two just people sitting in a house <laughs> with a pair of microphones. Not knowing what the hell we're talking about. Um, so, Ellie, if you... Oh, have you ever had a gin experience? Or any ghost-like experience? No. Oh. What? I mean, that's actually a good thing. I mean... Probably. I've been so sleep-deprived, I have, like... <laughs> Felt seen... like you saw ghosts. No, I, I basically, like... I knew it was hallucinating a little, but it wasn't like anything scary. It's just like, yeah. oh hey, shadows are jumping around. That is unsettling. Oh, yeah. I should probably, I you know, about. sleep sometime this month. What a concept. Yes. Um, so, if you... Other topic. If you had a DJ name, what would your DJ name be? DJ Rusting Bitch Face. Would you be like, it's DJ RBF here, or would you be all like, DJ Resting Bitch Face here? Would you say it? I'd, I'd adapt it to, like, the mood. It's like, DJ Bitch here. 
Oh, I was gonna be. I would be DJ Bitchfire. Oh, we're the bitch DJs. Oh, I love it. I would totally. Be we have a theme now. Bitchfire. So we would just have different different variations of bitch. As or, DJs. Or face. <laughs> I'm like DJ of, face. What kind of music would you would you rock? Or, no, that's what whatever the verb is. I guess I'd just rock the entire soundtrack to uh, Jet Set Radio. Remember our next door neighbor who was a DJ? Yes. I miss he him. He kept us up many nights. But I miss him. And like the face fat. became really familiar and comforting. It sounded like it was in this apartment. It was that loud. Good times. And it like vibrated the walls and... I would and the even... cats. And the cats. But yeah, I would sometimes be sitting on the couch or whatever and feel the couch moving. Like, not moving, but like vibrate with the bass. And I got like... I don't know, it got to be really comforting after a while because it just became like part of the the atmosphere that felt like home. And then he moved and now it's really quiet and it, most people would be happy about that, but I miss him. That is a very Arab thing. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no idea why. Um, speaking, <laughs> I have to share this story. No, we're not doing this. No, I won't give specifics. No, we're not doing no, this. No, but how you aggressively wanted to be generous towards you are Middle Eastern, and that's how we roll. Basically, I went full Middle Eastern grandma. I was like, eat, eat, you're too thin over yeah. a cup of borrowed something. Yeah, sugar. like we, we borrowed something from him. Like, I don't remember. Foil. Foil, yes. We needed some foil. We were like, hey, do you have any? He gave us like a small square foil, which is what we needed. And then Ellie <laughs> took that and ran with it. It was like, oh my god, uh, I need to, like, give him something in return. And so, like, she tried to give him food and, like, he came over, oh, he came over to borrow a pot or a pan or, I don't remember. It was some kind of cooking item. And he was like, hey, I'm cooking dinner. Can, can I borrow this? And he, I think he had a chick over and he was trying to, like, cook for her. He always had girls over, like random girls. Anyway, so he was like cooking for her and uh, <laughs> anyway. Can we please edit this out? No, no. I no, I'm not I'm saying this in such a loving, endearing way. I mean if you really in the end are like please edit this out, I will. But point of the story. Ellie was just like, Oh hey, we have this like some extra food. And she handed it to him, and he was like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm making dinner right now. And Ellie was like, are you sure? It was just, yeah, so that was a really cute moment. Like the I am ready to spoil some grandchildren. Yes. The aggressive politeness is totally a thing. I did not grow up with my Arab side, so like, I didn't grow up with that insanely aggressive politeness, or like, generosity thing. However, in 2001, when I got in contact, like, started being in contact with my Saudi side, I definitely saw it on that side a lot, where it was, like, this generosity that's taken to a very high and aggressive level, and it's kind of amazing. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> have you had any... Okay, when... 
Can you think of a moment where you have been uncomfortably the recipient of aggressive politeness? Every week with my mom. Explain. Oh, so every weekend, uh, my mom lives close by, as well as with my family. We have big family dinners and lunches about every week. And we do this, like, on Sundays. And whenever we visit her, she basically fills up our fridge with leftovers. Home-cooked, extremely delicious leftovers that will go bad in, like, three three or four days. Yeah. And... Poor, poor. She's basically paying our grocery bills. I know. Like, I almost want to cry thinking about it. She's just such a loving, giving person. And here's the sad thing. I like to cook. I want to cook. (laughs) But I cannot justify cooking anything if she's just giving us all this food. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mom, I love you. (laughs) I love you, Ellie's mom. I really do. Um, let me think of an instance for me. I mean, like, I met up with a bunch of Saudi relatives in LA once, like, I don't know, over 10 years ago. And I remember that specific visit, like, we went to one of those trendy fast food-esque type Middle Eastern places, you know, like, the ones that are getting all hipster and trendy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's not like it's not like a sit-down restaurant or anything fancy. It's just like pretty much fast food. You know, like you get your falafel and all that stuff. Anyway, so they bought out. It, it felt like they bought out the place just for like our one dinner, and then. Every time I took a bite, I was like, okay. After a certain point, every time I took a bite, I was like, okay, I'm done. And then, like, they kept looking at me and being like, you don't like it? And I was like, yes, I really like it. I promise I like it. I've just reached my limit. I can't eat anymore. I will keep the rest for leftovers. Like, I'm not going to waste it. And they kept being like, you don't like it. You don't like it. So... That's a pretty common scenario. Yeah. Talk about our aggressive, polite... Aggressively wonderful families. The times we have been beautifully, uncomfortably recipients of aggressive politeness and generosity. It's a pretty positive note to end on. All right. Um, So, as we mentioned earlier, please feel free to email us and you can email like you can just send us comments about the podcast any suggestions you have any feedback um cool links cool movies yeah cool links anything that you want us you know to touch on and if you want to take it even a step further and have your your voice appear on the podcast possibly Mm-hmm, send mm-hmm. a little mp3 clip oh, or mp4 or wma we're flexible yeah i guess we can play it all on vlc or whatever right hey or, whatever vlc can play we can we can accept we can accept and we you know we'll play anything that we feel would add something positive to the show or informative or anything but anything just 
negative. We want to steal your ideas. Or asshole-ish. Basically, we want to steal your ideas and and use them for our show. Yeah. Well, no, but truly, I really... I I want us to have as many uh, voices as possible on the show, because that's really the... That's really the point of of the Queer Arabs podcast. We're trying to give a platform to folks in the community or with similar experiences to that community. Because there aren't very many outlets for that in place. Yeah, and most of the outlets we do have are basically whisper networks. Like Yeah, like we can't even talk about them. I know. Oh, see you next time. <laughs> on that note, uh, keep an eye out for the like on your podcasting apps and stuff for this to show up on them. Maybe by the time this drops, it will already be showing up on iTunes and all that. But we're still working on that part, so it might not. It might not show up until like until it shows up. Until it shows up, but uh, we're definitely gonna drop this as soon as we can. <laughs> In some way, probably on our website to start out with. And then eventually, just keep an eye out, like I said, on your whatever app you use for podcasting. And Yay! Yay! All right. Thank you all very much for listening to us ramble. And we will talk to you next time. Later. Later. Thank you.